Hello and welcome vegan savages to another episode of the Vegans podcast. I'm in my la 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 lovely room. I'm joined by Laurie. It's his first podcast ever, so I treat him kindly <laughs> and we talk about sex. <laughs> just kidding. Or maybe, I don't know. Let me adjust the microphone. Okay, how's the angle? All right. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Wait, let's come a bit closer so I give you the microphone like back and forth. Then the audio is on point. After the gym, I came up with a couple of questions. So, what do I know about Laurie? Not much, actually. That's why I was like, I want to get to know you better. And the best excuse is like doing a podcast because there you just talk for like an hour and have no distractions and people can learn from both of us. So it's like the best concept ever. I just have my podcast as an excuse to speak to like nice, interesting, influential people. Because if you ask them like, hey, can I talk to you like for an hour over yeah. coffee? They're like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. But if you have reach and if you're like, hey, would you do a podcast? Yeah. They totally do that. So that is my excuse why I have a podcast and it's amazing. And the fact that people can benefit from the both of us and that is just the best, the best, the best. And that you have this conversation conserved and can listen to it like a year later or so. Mm. Anyways, I don't need, or do I need to convince you? Do you listen to podcasts? Occasionally, but now I'm convinced you sold me. But I think for sure, I agree with what you're saying. It's a wonderful way to learn from people. And, and also, yeah, it's, it's a memory that you can look back on when you're older, for sure. I get you hooked. I show you some life-changing podcasts I've listened to and you're like, wow, you get so much out of podcasts and then you're in that good shoes. <laughs> All right, so what do I know about you? I know that you're Nima Delgado's ex-videographer now and that you're editing and filming is on point and amazing and then I met you at VegFest and we talked for like I don't know half an hour and we really vibed and had a good conversation and that is that is all I know about you <laughs> so what do I got it's weird eh? it feels like we know each other well for me it feels like I know you for a while but actually we don't know so much huh it's just when you're like like-minded and then it's just like you know then yeah. So, would you want to tell us like a bit of where you where you're from? Where do you grow up? Is it an Australian accent? Do I hear there, <laughs> or am I mistaken? Yeah, so I was um, so I was born in in London, in England, and then when I was like five or six years old, my parents we all, with our family we all flew over to Australia to Sydney, and then basically grew up in Sydney my whole life on the beach, surfing every day, and and living that kind of outdoors life. Which was, which was great for me. I'm really glad that I was brought up that way. Um, as you may know, I've, I've never eaten meat, so I was brought up a, a vegan. My mum raised us all vegan, which, is, which I'm really grateful for. And yeah, so, so I, I grew up in moving around a couple of different schools, moving around houses a few times. But, but yeah, grew my life up most of the time in Sydney. And then when I, actually my whole life, I was kind of always dreaming of traveling, of exploring the world and, and getting out and, and leaving home, I guess. And when I, when I graduated, I um, booked a one-way ticket out of Australia with my best friend. And we basically just kind of flew to Indonesia and then to Europe and traveled. And I've been at traveling ever since for like the last three years. Makes sense. Judging your feet, I scrolled down today again. I was like, whoa, this guy is traveling quite a bit. So is your family from London originally or from Australia from England so my whole my relatives and my grandparents and stuff are still in England so it's just our family that moved to Sydney why did they decide to move to Sydney um, 
My mum, my mum always wanted like a warmer climate. She didn't like the cold so much, and also partly to do with dad's job. He finished his one job in England at the time, and and could, could have the opportunity to relocate to Australia, and so we just wanted like a warmer climate and a better lifestyle, I guess. And why Sydney? Why not Los Angeles or Bali or <laughs> I don't know. I wish I knew actually. I, I think I was like six years old at the time, so I just got plunked on a plane and taken across the world. For me, it was like super kind of like nerve wracking because I I didn't know anything about Australia. You can imagine being so young and just hearing different stories about this country and the other side of the world. So I didn't have much of a say in it, but I think it was mostly just to do with like, yeah, just a, just a, a a very. I think it's a very progressive place and and it's growing so quickly, and and so therefore there's a lot of opportunities, I guess. And also just, I guess, a, a great place to, to grow, to bring up a family. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, can imagine. And like, how's the Australian life? Like growing up in Sydney, how's that expensive, I guess? I think it, I th from what people have told me, I think it's expensive. But for me, I never thought it was too expensive. I guess because, you know, you don't really have so much of a perspective when you when you live there and you grow up there. You just think Europe is cheap. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Europe, places in Europe are definitely cheaper. But um, I loved it, man. I, I had the best childhood growing up. As I said, like, we live very close to the beach. So always surfing every morning. And I had, you know, great friends who would always be kind of doing crazy things on the water. My, my friends had a bo had boats, so we'd always be on the boats messing around. And, and it was just like a good, for me, it was just a great lifestyle because it's always outdoors and you're always, you know, we never, I never watched TV growing up. So literally I, you could name so many TV shows and I've never watched them. All the ones that the kids typically watch, I never watched TV. Same, so, so, because your parents didn't allow it? Yeah, they didn't let us watch TV really. And But to be honest, we never really fought it because we, I grew up in a big family. There's uh, six six kids, so I'd always have things to do, and there's, you know, there's always it's, it's never a dull moment. So we'd always be outside playing. Nice, like that. Can relate. My mom was kind of the same. Which I said like, one or two shows we were like kind of allowed to watch, which were like on the weekend, and the rest like all. Um, what was popping when I was young, like, I don't know, I'm, I maybe have seen it like <laughs> once or twice, but I don't know all the stories behind that. But I don't think that we have missed out because we were out and about playing in the woods, being vegan savages before mm. even being vegan. <laughs> I mean, you kind of, that's what I want to get next into it. Like, first of all, how funny is it that Nima has never eaten meat and you have never eaten meat? But do you mm. just say that because it sounds cool or is it actually true? No, it's true. It's true. I've never had meat. It's been a couple of times when I've like bitten into something and then I realize it's meat and I spit it out. But I've, I've, I've can gen hands How down say I, I've genuinely never, never consumed meat. From memory, just twice. One time, actually, when I first came to Indonesia, I ordered spring rolls and I bit it and I could tell it was meat, so I spat it out. I didn't consume it. And then the second time was very recently. I ordered, actually, just before I left Sydney, I ordered a, a burrito from Guzman Gomez and they put chicken in or something and I knew straight away. And, But yeah, I've never consumed it. But the interesting thing for me is that I've never associated meat as being food because I've never had it and it was never in our house growing up. I like I never I, I any any meat I see, I won't be kind of at all turned on by it. Like it just I don't associate it as food, if that makes sense. Are you not curious how it tastes? <laughs> not at all, really. Like, as I said, because I, I don't associate it as food, I just see it as like just rotting flesh, you know, and for me, it's like. Would you would you be curious to see what like a piece of like I don't know something that's been in the dirt what on the floor? What your poop tastes exactly. like, stuff like that. For yeah, me, that's what it's like. Wow, yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree more because <clears throat> you're so right. It's rotting flesh. Like meat itself doesn't taste good. Like mm. you can argue what you want, but take raw meat, 
and eat it and tell me it's like super delicious. You, you're thinking about, most people think like about burgers. Yeah, they're delicious. But what makes a burger delicious? First of all, you cook that meat in oil, which makes it super fatty. Mm -hmm. Then you add all the, the spices and, and the salt to yeah. make it like taste something. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, the patties of the burger. Uh, I mean, the, the bun. And then and you, add you add the lettuce and, and the, the mustard yeah. and the ketchup yeah. and the tomatoes and all of that, the pickles. And that is what is giving the flavor. Like, and, and what I just named is all bland foods and n not the meat itself. Like maybe at, it's like, yeah, but yeah, no. I can imagine. So you, you okay. didn't miss out and crazy. You must be so insanely healthy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, so wh how come? What did your parents? Uh, are they vegan as well, or what is their belief? Like, why did, didn't they feed you meat? Yeah. So my mom. It was. It was to do with my mom. She. She studied nutrition. Um, and wait. Hold the microphone and keep talking, and I adjust the angles. Okay. No worries. Keep talking. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So my mom. She. Uh, she raised us all vegan. And she. She was kind of. She studied health and nutrition a lot throughout her life. I think. So it was always a very big, important thing for her to raise her kids healthy as possible. And actually, funnily enough, my, fa my dad's not vegan. He's still, he's a pescatarian, so he still eats fish and, and dairy. Okay. And it wasn't like my son needs that? No, I think he was very supportive of mum raising us, raising us vegan, actually. And although he still consumes fish and dairy, he, he wouldn't ever kind of have any perspective of trying to force us to eat it or anything like that, which is great. And, and what did you say your mom, is she now vegan as well or vegetarian rather? Yeah, so my mom's actually raw, which means raw she, she just eats, yeah, she's raw vegan, That's so she's only... I won't recommend. No? Yeah. yeah, well, there you go. She's been raw for many years. I couldn't tell you exactly how many. Um, but for her, it was raising us vegan was, was literally just to do with a health thing in the beginning because she was way ahead of her time. You can imagine, like, my eldest siblings now uh, in their late 20s and, and they've been vegan their whole life pretty much and she was way ahead of her time she'd have parents coming up to her saying that what she was doing was unhealthy and in fact she was once reported to the health services in in england for for, for keeping us on a vegan diet because they just didn't think it was a healthy thing to do so she was very ahead of her time and now looking back obviously i couldn't be more grateful for being raised in that way were you ever like doubting your health or what she's doing and like, mom, <laughs> I need meat. The other kids are eating meat and I'm weird and they make yeah. fun of me. Not at all, actually. I mean, there was definitely the aspect of being a little self-conscious as to being vegan. Because, you know, you can imagine back then, especially it was, it was something that nobody really even heard of. You know, most people didn't even know what it meant. So for me to say, no, I don't eat that. It was just a big topic of being bullied and being teased, I guess. Um, but never once did I question why I was doing it. I guess as you're, when you're young, your mum and dad, they know everything. You trust everything they say, everything they do. So for me, it was just, you know, mum knew best and that's the healthy way to live. And having said that, we never got sick ever as a family. Like, you know, my friends, my classmates, they'd be sick every few months and not, not coming to school for a few days. We never got sick. We were raised and like, literally it was so rare for any of us to get, you know, any sort of sickness that meant we couldn't go to school. Did they educate you why they raised you like this? Like uh, the ethics behind it and all of that? Um, 
Mostly it was about health. Mostly mum was educating us about the health and the health benefits of, of eating, you know, whole food, plant-based. Because as I said, she, she wasn't just raising us vegan, she was raising us as healthy as she possibly could. So we were literally, we would never have sh like sugar or sweets or candies or anything really? like that, or chips or crisps. Like that stuff we just would never have in the house. It was literally like, you know, when we had ice cream, it would be mum freezing bananas in the freezer and then just giving us frozen oh. bananas. Like, you know, she... she, ne Why she couldn't have we adapted <laughs> <laughs> like the amount of sweets I got, like unlimited. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So for, it was for her. It's completely a health thing, you know. And so she would raise us as healthy as she possibly could on whole food, plant-based diet. Wait, didn't you ask me what nice cream is and what you just described? I, I, I did. I did. I never heard it being called nice cream. Okay. Before, but that's but, what. But we here were you are eating nice cream yeah. your entire life, yeah. basically, and <laughs> I just discovered it like twenty, yeah. like but after it, being. In 20. regards to what you said about the ethics, I, it wasn't actually until my older brother. Sam, he he actually was the first one to kind of uh, bring about the idea of the ethics of it. As I said, my mum was mostly to do with the health. So so my brother, he, he first discovered the ethics and, and what happens to animal agriculture. And it, then he showed us the movie um, Earthlings and we went to do a screening. And that How was old were I, you? I think I was maybe 12 or 13 at the time. So <laughs> That's all the movies? Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but it was it was a few years ago. Um, but he showed us earthlings and that was when I first kind of had the idea of, oh, it's, it's a good thing I don't eat meat for the animals as well, you know. What did you say? You were 12 or so? I can't remember exactly, but it was but something like that. 12, 13, 14, wow. I can't remember. Wow, you were so ahead of your time and like your mom, like, like crazy, but you as well, like mm. finding that out at 12 and then seeing something like that and um, making the connection like, yeah, what I'm doing is so right. I mean, I also did. But like, you know, I was also questioning what, I, what I'm eating and I told my mom like, hey, I don't eat meat anymore besides chicken because chicken wasn't meat for me because it didn't look like meat at all. Because <laughs> the concept of like meat, you know, when I saw it raw, being preparedly raw and I slightly made a connection. But then, you know, I didn't have the environment. My mom made me feel so good when I eat meat and said like I need it and encouraged yeah, me, you know, yeah. and then it's so tough when you're just like 12. So, so how old were you when, you when you first kind of were aware of it? How do I, how, yeah, I moved out, I moved to Berlin, I was on my own, so they was like discovering myself and it was super easy mm. because I had my own fridge and I hadn't had my family around and the direct environment telling me like, what are you doing, this is wrong, yeah, you need me. No, I could just explore and, and try it and educate myself and see how I felt and that was, that was amazing. So it's so tough for people who live at home and then you try it for one day and immediately your family is like giving you negative feedback and coming with the myth and stereotypes left and right. And you, you are often, or you're mostly not educated yet. Mm. So you're doubting yourself and then you quickly go back and be a victim of your environment. So be a being savage, step out of your environment, make your own luck and thus creating your own environment. Amen, brother. Amen. Crazy. That is, that makes me so happy. Mm. Um, makes me happy as well. <laughs> is your dad vegan by grateful. now? No, he's not. But he, he, to be fair, he's eating a lot healthier now and, and a lot more plant-based. But yeah, I think, I think it's, it's very difficult. And I'm sure you can appreciate this. It's very difficult talking to your parents about, you know, that kind of thing. Because it's, it's almost like, you know, you're raising somebody that you believe to be the best way possible. And then they try and tell you what you what they think is, you know, I I, I turned my family the, vegan. Well, there you go. You know, I think you're a you're an influential man. But I definitely know for a lot of people that talking to family can be one of the hardest things. Uh, but yeah, I think he'll get there one one day for sure. 
for me was easy though because they just consume like my social media content and that like you know you just need to ignite the spark yeah. that they go on their own journey and inform themselves and be self-motivated and for veganism it's so easy because there's so many ups to it like be it your health be it your uh, be it your performance the ethics the environment like there's so many upsides to it and something that is you care about you just need to ignite the spark and then people are self-motivated go on their own journey you just need to find it and then like encourage them so how come that you uh, filmed and edited vlogs for Nimai? yeah that's an interesting one so you were like on this platform people who never eat meat before <laughs> and there were only two people you and Nimai. yeah no that's an interesting one uh actually it was that i've been a freelance filmmaker for a few years now And, and and I was in Sydney and I was kind of having this urge to, 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 to travel again and to do more work but but out, out elsewhere and try and kind of you know expand my my horizons if that makes sense and um, and I'd been following Nimai for 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 a year or two obviously you know in the vegan community he's a big influence and I also see he never eat meat which is just for me it was just a wonderful coincidence it was something that we could connect on I guess you know because obviously not, not a lot of people in this day have have can claim that. Uh, but for me, it was just kind of wanting to, to, as I said, to push myself and to, to go to new places and, and, and have new opportunities to grow. And so I just reached out to him and I, and I knew that he wanted to produce more content and wanted to do more videos, but didn't really have somebody there who could help him day to day filming the stuff. And he was filming a lot of the stuff himself, which I know can be quite tricky. So I just reached out to him and I said, hey, look, you know, I've got a completely free schedule. I'm a freelance filmmaker. I love what you do. And you know I'm vegan as well, and I and I want to help pr promote the message. And so I reached out to him, and, and and we connected that way. That sounds like a beautiful love story. <laughs> and how was how was like the the work relationship with Neymar? Yeah, it was good. It was good. We um, it was interesting because originally it was me projecting to just work w with him, and I hadn't quite kind of taken into account working with his girlfriend Bianca as well. So when I got there, it was, it was, you know, the format was kind of working one day with Bianca, one day with Nimai. So that was something that we, I had to kind of get used to. Uh, you did her YouTube as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know. Um, but the connection with Nima uh, um, was, was great. It was really good. I think we, we connected quite quickly and we, and we d went and did like, you know, activities together and we went and climbed mountains and, and went to the beach and stuff like that. So it was, I think we had a bit of a connection straight away, which is cool. And I think that's good, but it's obviously you have to mix that with a bit of a business relationship, you know, like I'm working for him. So it's like, you know, I guess there's, I think that's quite self-explanatory. There's, there's that sort of connection that's always going to be there. But um, I think, yeah, I think it was cool. And, and, and the, the best thing for me is it was, I felt like it was left in a good way, you know, like obviously it didn't, it didn't end up working out, but, you know, we're still, I think we're still friends and we still connect, you know, had a good connection. What happened? Uh, so the reason it didn't work out was because he actually was approached by a, I don't know how you, you call them, but they're, they're a non-for-profit company uh, who basically work with YouTubers and social media influencers, helping them grow their platform. And the founders, the, the owners of this company are vegan as well. And, they and they've been doing a lot of stuff. They've been raising a lot of money. They're a very successful company, I believe. Uh, but they, the guy actually now who, who founded the company wanted to help promote the vegan message and propel the vegan movement and I think the way he saw of most effective way of doing that was to invest in individuals like Nimai who are at, you know in m many ways at the forefront of this movement so I, they actually just reached out to him and, and, and you know 
gave him the idea of, of working with him and producing the content and, and, and taking his YouTube channel in a certain direction. But that obviously meant they have the filmers, they have the editors, so it kind of took my role out of it. Yeah. That's a great way of ending it because it's not like he wasn't satisfied with your uh, editing, filming or whatever, probably not at all. Mm. Um, that's beautiful. And like you met each other once per week for a weekly video and like... Uh, chatted about the ideas or how was like the how was that unfolding how was the, the schedule kind of thing yeah that, like yeah so so it was like it was supposed to be originally it was going to be daily vlogs oh wow um, but then when kind of bianca was brought into the mix it was going to be one for one oh. and i had i had one day off a week so it was basically one day nima one day bianca and we'd just be filming each day different things workout videos bianca would do like cooking stuff just different topic videos that they wanted so to one day use. bianca one day nima and one day off and then repeat exactly yeah. yeah, and but you didn't live at their place, or did you? Yeah, no, I lived with them. I lived in in, in a, they put me up in a room, so that was in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. cool. So you really got to know them. Yeah, yeah, I nice. really got to know them. <laughs> nice. It was very close. In fact, a lot closer than I can imagine. Like, you know, because because they lived in a, an apartment that didn't really have like walls per se. Like it had these sliding doors, but it was very open. I don't know really how to explain it. Um, so I can imagine for them it's obviously nice at some points to have privacy as well. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we were living very close, so. Got to Wait, know I gotta well. change the battery for this camera, but I keep asking you questions. Okay. So I give you the microphone, but you don't need to speak louder, okay? Okay. Because otherwise no it will be too loud. Hold this. Gotcha. Um, so, was it like a when you lived there? Was it like really comfortable for them, or was it you know, you know what I mean? When I was living with them. Yeah. Was it very comfortable for them? Like when you're around, like I'm, I'm, I'm like myself totally. Oh, okay. But I think so. I think so. I think there's, there's the aspect a little bit I picked up of like, you know, they, uh, obviously they're in a relationship and they're going to be wanting to be together and be yeah. sexual together as well, yeah, of course. Exactly. And so there's a little bit of an element of that, you know, I can imagine having a third person who's, who's very, cl very close living quarters can be, uh, you know, somewhat difficult. Um, but I was quite open with them from the beginning saying, look, you know, you do you, I don't want to get in your way at all. I'm, you know, I'm completely chill with whatever. And we just, you know, when they needed space, I'd just go to my room and just do my work and, you know, try my best not to kind of interrupt them. So nice. I think, it, I think it was okay. But I think at the same time, you know, I can imagine it's nice when they did get a chance to, to have their place themselves for a bit. Yes. And how was the, if... I may ask, how was the payment? Did they just like pay for your, or just in quotation marks, of course, pay for your, that you couldn't live there and probably the food and if you traveled, the travel expenses? Or did they also pay you like? Um, so they were, so the agreement roughly was, obviously I can't discuss Just roughly, or whatever, the, you, the you don't need to say anything. <laughs> no, but the agreement was that I'd be shooting for them and helping them produce content. And in return, they would cover my living expenses and my major out-of-pocket expenses. And also, we agreed a, a week, a monthly salary or monthly wage. Wow, that's amazing. You're such a being savage, meaning making your own luck that you contacted him. And that's mm. like perfect. Uh, many people would just like, just for the experience, you know. Mm. But uh, the fact that you got also paid for your expenses and mm. also paid is like amazing. And... Um, yeah, that is how I got to know you, for example. Yeah. And like, th th that is just a huge opportunity where you learned a lot and just get so many more doors opened, I would say. 
So um, I'm happy you are a vegan savage and made your own luck. Now, how was how was shooting for Bianca? How did you vibe with her? <laughs> it was good. She's a, she's a wonderful girl. Um, it was good. I think I hadn't predominantly what I'd done was sh is shooting more for like kind of events and 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 tour touring tourism companies and different businesses. So it was more of a new experience for me shooting one on one with a female, um, and something that I think took both of us a little, or I'd say it took me a little bit of time to get used to what, what works for her and what doesn't in her ways. But it was good. She was fun and, and open and, and she's a, a very kind of outgoing, quirky girl. So it was cool. It was a cool experience. Who's shooting her stuff now? Or is she not passionate about YouTube anymore? I think, um, I think her stuff, she, she originally was filming by herself. You see, for Nima, he wasn't really producing YouTube videos before I came. Such a pity. So happy you changed it. Mm. So happy. Yeah, and then, but, but Because Bianca maybe, sorry uh, to interrupt you, maybe this company would never have contacted him if you wouldn't have brought out these amazing vlogs. Yeah, maybe you're so right. So you oh. just <laughs> triggered something huge because yeah. Nima is like so handsome muscular like he needs to be on youtube mm. like he has a podcast which is great but like yeah. chubby fat guys to sound super mean they can have podcasts like you know he's like he should yeah he can have a podcast but you need to be on youtube like people need to see you because most people want to look exactly like you and like that is yeah yeah you know I what i mean agree more yeah he's, he's, an, he's i said a it in a shitty way i couldn't <laughs> agree more but no yeah i think um Bianca was before where she was already doing her own videos and I think she'd film a lot of it herself. So, and she sometimes would, you know, pay individual photographers in the area to come and help shoot content with her. And chubby and fat vegans should also be on YouTube. Just <laughs> saying there wasn't fat shaming at all, I think, but I think you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Don't put some other words in my mouth what I'm not, what I'm not saying. How come you, um, and no, that we covered already. Where did you learn to film and edit so damn well, son. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, well, to be honest, I, I think I'm my um, biggest critique, you know, and I think I, I, I can imagine this happens with a lot of people. I see, We all are. I see my work, you know, from previous years and I just go, oh, cr so cringy, I can't believe I, I was at that level. Um, and, you know, I, and a lot of the people I follow and a lot of people who inspire me are amazing creators and I, and I always try and, you know, build myself up so for me I really don't think I'm that great at all but I appreciate you saying that um, but where I've learned it's all just been self-taught it's all self-taught stuff it's from the best way right yeah yeah I think so I think so just like passion driven you need to be passion driven to to truly become great mm -hmm. and truly like what you're doing what we should all do so go follow your highest excitement and if like filming and editing excites you then you're passion driven then you want to learn it and then the You just need access to the internet and you're good to go. And then it's just like practice, actually doing it, learning it, watching tutorials, trying it, editing it, see how it turns out. Yeah. And then you just get better and better and better and better at it. So that's what I was figuring you, yeah, because yeah, you probably it. didn't study it or anything. No, 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 that's it. I mean, I've had bits of tips from other creators around the place here and there. Yeah. But a lot of it has been self-taught. And I first started it since I first left school and, and packed my bags with my friend. We took cameras with us and we just booked a one-way ticket, as I said, and that's when we first started learning how to do. How did you um, uh, afford or pay for this, what did you say, three years traveling non-stop? That's quite yeah, expensive. Like, how did you afford it? Uh, originally, we worked in Sydney, 
as a waiter in hospitality, saved up some money. But then I, we booked off and my money ran out very quickly. <laughs> I was actually in, in, in hospital in, in Indonesia for my pancreas situation and, and that cost me a few thousand dollars because my insurance wouldn't pay for it. So then when I got to Europe, we ended up, um, I ended up working in Switzerland over the snow season for six months. So we worked in a restaurant in Switzerland and, and saved up a bit of money there because obviously the minimum wage is quite high, which was great. And then since that, that was six months. Six that was months a long time. Yeah. And you stuck there in winter. Yeah. Was it de depressing kind of? No, it wasn't depressing at all. It was the opposite. It was the most amazing six months of my life. Why? Because every day I'd wake up in a ski resort, snowboarding every morning in the best place to snowboard in the world and then work at night and party at night and wake up again and do the same thing. You were such a being savage. <laughs> like when I scroll down your feed, you're always beaming and smiling. <laughs> and it's not, you know, many people can pretend like have a persona, but yeah. I, but I met you and you're like that in real life. You like, you came here after oh. like what sounds like a horrible long flight, which is like three days and you're <laughs> beaming and you, you made the best out of it and you arrived and like your, your suitcase didn't arrive and many people would be crumpy and would like complain about it like crazy but you were like yeah no it's coming the next day no worries and you went out and you had one of the most amazing nights and you were <laughs> just beaming and you're like in, in love with life like uh, you make so the best out of it and for many people like it sounds like being in Switzerland for half a year over the winter working they're like that was so tough and horrible poor little me and you're like no I went snowboarding you made the best out of the out of the situation yeah. I think that's so amazing and so inspiring and everyone should do that because like nothing has a built-in meaning nothing is like positive or negative it's all fundamentally neutral it's what yeah, you make out of it and you make sure. like it sounds like in most situations and circumstances so the best out of it Thanks, which man. is the, which is great and i do the same so um yeah. it sounds amazing and yeah that's so thank you, you but i think that's one reason we connected because i feel like you do the same thing you know and, I feel, like, and i feel like that's just brings the energy together you know you can tell so much about somebody just you know the energy and the vibe that they give off and and i feel that exact same way with you so thanks for saying that i appreciate it so you're also good at snowboarding? <laughs> I, again, I, 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 there's a lot of people better than me, but I, I did no. my first backflip, so I was, that nice, was exciting. Nice, um, yeah. But I love it, man. I felt, it was the first time I ever snowboarded in Switzerland. Picked, we should bought snowboard myself a snowboard. together. Yeah, we should. I love it. Um, I, I fell in love with it within, within a day. Yeah. It was beautiful. But yeah, that was the most way I made money. And then since then, it was just, that was actually the last job job I've ever had in Switzerland. And since then, it's been filmmaking 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 so working for different businesses different clients i met somebody in switzerland who i worked with who uh, ran a touring company in spain called festivals all around and they take people to the tomato festival la tomatina and he said oh come and shoot for us so he flew us to spain and we shot the tomato festival and then we met somebody who worked for sail weeks in croatia and we went to croatia and filmed filmed the sailing boats for a few weeks so since then it's just been filming 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 so you basically made your traveling depend on where you have jobs and thus you traveled but you know yeah this exactly. way yeah that yeah. makes sense mm. and how did you find the clients via just like writing them a lot on of it Instagram? was through word of mouth a lot of it was through meeting people and having connections nice yeah. nice yeah that is so important mm. many people think like it's all doing social and just contact them then yeah, but no, my having social a network, is pretty small as you see so i don't have yeah, that so much of an influence it's more just about meeting and connecting with people and showing yeah, them what you do that is huge and that is something i, I want to do more and that's why i'm loving my podcast because they really connect with mm. people like i get good you know after you did a podcast together you have like a way deeper relationship and then um 
you kind of know the person way way more like the first time i went to Vegfest, i didn't know any of the ambassadors but the fact that i already did a podcast with john venus and um derek mm. before was like i they I were already my friends you yeah. know was yeah. like it wasn't this like ah hey yeah i saw, saw a couple pictures of you and then over the weekend you know it flies by and you don't really get to know each other mm. but then we already had this connection we already had talks uh, things to catch up and mm. it's like that's well after podcast mm. anyways what's your near future goals ah oh, this is a great one um getting rich and all the girls <laughs> of course now for me to be honest with you i have i've always had a lot of goals like i've always had really big dreams and I, it's easy to say that but you know since i was a little kid i i, I i'd see the endless possibilities of what life has to offer and it would just speak so strongly to my heart like i really want to get out there and just do 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 but aren't endless possibilities overwhelming you it, it to, to an extent it does but and it's, know, a, it's a reference to my song because that's is it? Uh, oh. have, you, have you listened to it now? <laughs> Crossroads? Yeah, yeah, you showed me. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but uh, you haven't listened to the oh. entire song. Crossroads. No, no. That song, not my YouTube video. Yeah. But oh, okay. I have to listen. It's a good reference. You should chuck that in. Endless possibilities are overwhelming <laughs> you. How about this? How about that? I do so many things. What's next? Okay, sorry. That's it, man. That's it. Those are the lyrics. But, um... Yeah, for me, as I said, I've, I've, I've always had, you know, lots of ambitions. And um, the hardest thing for me is, like, trying to pick one and therefore drop the others. You know, because I've all... And I had this in school as well growing up. And, you know, when you have to, like, you do so many subjects and you have to narrow down and only pick two or three subjects. And it's so hard for me because I want to do so many different things. So but it's you hard don't to, need to. To niche yourself. You don't need to, for sure. But I've always been interested in lots of different things. Yeah, same. And that's why I do so many things. Yeah. People are like, how can you do it? Yeah, because it just excites me and I can. Right. Because I think it's bullshit. Yeah, I can only mm -hmm. do two things. Yeah. No, if I want to have five Instagram pages, watch there me. There you go. And then you're a shining example of that. For me, my, my future goals are really just, I, I have a lot of passions and I have a lot of things that I love to do. Uh, for me, it's about I want to grow myself. I want to grow my portfolio, my my social medias. I want to grow, but in a in a positive, impactful way. So I, I I have this message, you know, that I want to share, and I and and I and I want to basically share my experiences and the lessons I learned throughout the journey of my life, and I want to share them and and basically tell a story to people and help help them, you know, get to new heights. And not to say that I'm ever in a position to be able to do that yet, but I just. I, I, I love to document, as you know, I'm a filmmaker, I love to capture what I do, and I just want to kind of connect the dots somehow so that I can do what I love to do and live, as you say, live your highest excitement, live my passion, and alongside that help promote and, and influence people to, you know, to do the same thing with their life. And so, yeah, as I said, I've got lots of goals and passions, but I just want to kind of be doing all these things and, and, and do it in a way that has a story and a purpose behind it to help, to help you know, help the world... Because we all know there's so much shit going on, so just kind of do my part to to help. Couldn't agree more. That sense. And <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. So love it. How is love? Any girls? How is love? Any girls? Um, there's a few who are there. For me, it's like really interesting. I I've, I go through so many stages of my life. You know, I go through like times where I just want to have sex, 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 and meet different girls and and not really care. And then I go through times where I'm like. I just want to have a connection, you know, I just <laughs> want to be with one person and like grow a connection with that. Uh, at the beginning of this year, actually, I came out of a relationship with my ex, 
which I was who I was with for two years. Oh wow! So so yeah, obviously that was that, that was, was a big part of my life. Yeah. So you travel together? Yeah, we travel together. Yeah, yeah, we traveled all through Europe and and Morocco and and why why what was the reason it doesn't uh, she's not your girlfriend anymore? Um, you cheated. How dare you? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, just I kidding. No, I've never. What cheated. was the reason? Like um, in, in a nutshell, the, ma the ma in the nutshell was it was the, our lives were just growing apart. Yeah, you know, like we'd been together for so long, and I love her, and I wish her all the best. But actually, we came back to Sydney, and she was doing university and work, and I was doing, you know, my filmmaking, and our lives just kind of grew apart. And and I think, you know, it's and that's natural thing sometimes when you travel together and you spend twenty four seven with the same person. You know, you really you really see the ins and outs of them. And I think as much as we connected and 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 much as we connected together, there was, you know, I could see that there were things that were quite different between us. And I think that as that, as time, you know, time heals and, and time does everything, you know. So I think over time, we just naturally grew apart. Beautifully said and beautifully, beautiful that you um, realized that and be honest to you because what I see many people stuck in relationships, you know, because it becomes the comfort zone mm -hmm. and they know they're not really happy and they're like not so like-minded anymore go slightly different ways but it's a comfort zone and if we would break up then mm. maybe they already moved together and you know they're like stuck in a comfort zone but at the end they're not fulfilled so mm. I, um, I always encourage people like that's why I say I ask people right now I ask my listeners my being savages again if they're in a relationship are you happy And if they cannot answer the question like, yeah, my relationship's awesome, I love her, like we are mm. a team. And if they're like, why do you ask me this? And they're like, oh, and then they find excuses and justified. Mm. Then like think about it like, and then talk about Is these things. Really like healthy? honestly, yeah. talk about these things with your partner and then maybe you can fix them and you're, you're so surprised and you fall in love all over again. Like, wow, yeah, we actually never talked about that and this and that and uh, or maybe like, yeah, honestly, I feel the same. So maybe a break is better anyways not telling you to break up just to like <laughs> be honest real conversations and be honest to yourself yeah. and don't stuck in the comfort zone i couldn't agree more man well said did you know me prior to vegfest no no i didn't what was your first impression first impression of you was ah oh, it's a great question first impression was just like you had this wonderful energy you know you were just like out there and you were, and and i love that and i'm naturally drawn to people with this just like outgoing kind of happy connecting personality and I just saw you talking to people and bringing people in and and very much you know had this like shining light coming out of you and for me it was just like awesome like I want to get to know this guy who is this guy love it yeah. all right that's a question I could come up with <laughs> but I'm sure you will be on another podcast probably really soon maybe we do one like together with Axel or so yeah that'd be great what kind of content will we create the next days Oh man, there's too many, too many possibilities. We're in Bali, the heaven of content creation. So I think it's just going to be, for me, as I said, it's going to be a lot of purposely driven stuff. I want to be kind of doing weekly videos, as, as I was telling you before, with purpose, with the story behind, with the messages and the lessons I've learned. But with you guys, I think it's just going to be kind of everything we do, you know, the real life Bali, what it's like to be vegan, to be pro propelling this movement and to be loving life and living our highest excitement. Sounds amazing. So... We're gonna actually start today. Today, I might be a bit low energy and hangry, crumpy, mm. because I'm <laughs> fasting and I hate it. <laughs> I wanna eat. But yeah, no. Um, 
yeah we, we do it later when the light is better like some b-roll today but i cannot wait the next days like i have many plans and then you're here for a long time so first arrive and then day by day we're gonna create awesome content and yeah i think i get a massage now soon would you you're down for a massage you yeah, want bro let's do it should we get massages yeah. now together because yeah. it's like the middle of the day the sun is burning Man, no nothing better massage for so long and yeah, what better place to we do, do it, it now all right yeah all right we get a massage now thank you so much for listening and maybe also watching and yep check out laurie laurie's instagram is laurie just my name laurie underscore underscore sure as always linked in the show notes have you opened up a youtube channel already i have i've got a youtube channel as well which will be growing now that i'll be doing my weekly videos yes 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 son i'll also link it down below send it to me via whatsapp and i put it Thank in you. the show notes give this guy some support give him some love because his channel is about to explode i have the feeling mm -hmm. and i'm so happy i connected with you early because his skills are awesome and i cannot wait for the content you create here for yourself and i want to support you there as much as i can um and yeah because i appreciate it alex i'm so excited to create content with you as well man honestly i couldn't be more excited it's gonna be good and these are the best work relationships if you're just like if it's like a symbiotic relationship where you mm. both benefit and help each other and you just vibe and the main goal is just to get along and have a good time like having a good time and just being excited about creating content and not like forced and this and i yeah. have to do this but just like free and uh yeah so yeah. i love that and that's basically all my work relationships and that's why my life is amazing and mm -hmm. i have hardly things where i'm like oh i gotta do this and deal with him or her no if they're like fishy vibes and weird things just don't get into that because where you put your time and energy more will grow more will manifest and you get more of that and when you surround yourself with not like-minded people and weird fishy vibes guess what you get more and more <laughs> and more of that and you need to deal with that and that's actually we don't like so that's it you are who you hang out with right you yeah. are with the, the, the top five people that you associate yourself with so it's so important to be spending time you know with people who are lifting your vibration i think that's why my girlfriend is coming tomorrow <laughs> so excited <laughs> you can't believe it okay thank you so much for listening and maybe watching see you in the next podcast peace eat your chickpeas uh, <laughs> out <laughs>